0: Thank you.
1: happy to be in the house of the Lord? Is there any young people that's happy to be here? Come on, if you can stand to your feet. We're here to praise and worship the name of Jesus. Welcome to our youth service. We're going to get right into some praise and worship. I wish I could have a couple young people that would meet us here at the altar, but let's praise and worship the name of Jesus. Anybody in here got some freedom? Anybody in here got some freedom in the room? Come on, let's worship him A little louder than before I want to jump higher than before I want to shout a little louder than before Everybody sings I got it. Y'all know the words. Come on. Everybody sings, say no more shackles, no more. Your hand. Everybody clap your hands in the room. Hallelujah, Jesus. Sing no more shackles, no more shackles. No more No more I am free. Yeah. I just want to hear the you sing it. Y'all sing it out? Sing no more shackles. No more, more tramples, no more, change, no more, no more, no I am free. Yeah. If you're free in the room, shout, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Somebody put your hands together And just shout Jesus in the room Somebody shout Jesus I bless your name Jesus Let's continue to worship And praise the name of Jesus Hallelujah Hallelujah We bless your name Jesus Anybody got a song in their heart? Anybody got a song That they want to just shout? Just let it out let out your shout Let out your worship in the room Everybody clap Everybody clap your hands Blessing assurance, us Jesus is mine Oh what a foretaste Of glory divine Here of salvation Purchase of God, born of His Spirit. Oh, I'm washing His blood. Said, I can't stop singing. Oh, this freedom's over. I'm praising my Savior. adhere.
2: isn't he worthy come on isn't he worthy hallelujah hallelujah praise the lord everyone praise god we welcome you to christ Center church where christ is the central focus of this church young people this congregation visiting churches in our district we greet you in the mighty name of jesus christ Thank you for worshiping with us, just coming out, you know, to worship the Lord on a Saturday evening, praise God. So if you are here, you can hear me right now. If you can come a little closer, praise God, to the altar, a little closer, wherever you're sitting right now, I'm inviting you, if you can come just a little bit closer, praise God, to the altar as we worship the Lord. We're excited for you to be at our power, Hour service, Hallelujah praise God, hallelujah if I can leave us with this thought before we open up in prayer whatever your expectation is tonight whatever you've been believing God for tonight I want you just to worship your way through it come with expectation that God hallelujah is going to deliver you praise God if we can just all unite in prayer Praise God. Come on, apostolics. Let's pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you for waking us up. We thank you for clothing us in our right minds, Lord. We thank you for all, everything that you have done. Lord God, we thank you for life. Lord God, we thank you for strength. We thank you, Lord God, because you're awesome. Lord God, we thank you for all everything that you have done, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh God, as we come into our service, we ask you to cover all of us individually. Those that are coming, Lord God, and traveling tonight, those that are here. We ask you, Lord God, to cover us, Lord Jesus, under your precious blood. Cover our leaders, Lord God. Cover our pastors, visiting pastors, oh God, visiting ministers, laborers, oh God, our musicians, our praise leaders. Oh, God, visitors in this congregation, oh, God, cover us in a mighty and a special way, Lord God. Lord God, we come with expectation, God, hallelujah, that the things that we're praying for by faith will receive it, Lord. Oh, God, we believe in you, Lord God, for miracles, signs, and wonders tonight, God. Lord God, in our youth service, Lord God, show up in a mighty way, Lord God. This will be the generation, Lord God, that knows you. This will be the generation, Lord God, that hears from heaven, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you for your goodness, Lord God, and for your mighty ways, Lord Jesus. Oh God, if there's anything that we fail to ask tonight, God, we pray that you grant it, Lord, in your mighty name, Lord God. Do something new. Save someone's soul tonight, God. Touch somebody with your spirit, Lord, tonight. Lord God, we give you praise. Lord God, we give you praise. Lord God, we give you the honor, Jesus. We shout your name, Jesus. We say this all in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Let God's people say, amen. Hallelujah. Come
1: on, don't stop praising or stop, don't stop worshiping wherever you're at. Hallelujah. He's been too good. How many believe anything is possible? He's the God of the breakthrough. Anything is possible. We're calling on the name of Jesus tonight. Let's continue to worship and praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There is no shadow that has ever overcome your life. There is no rival that could ever stand against your mind. You've always been with us Every battle you've already won We've already won Can y'all clap your hands in the room? Come on There is no weapon That has ever left a mark on you There is no The power to conquer truth. You've always been with us. Every battle you've already won, we've already won. I wonder if there's one or two people that can sing this tonight. So show me. Show me that he can. He's the God of a Anything is possible. Show me, show me one thing that's too hard. Show me, show me one thing that's He's the God of the great Anything, Anything is possible, is possible. Come on. There is a, there is a kingdom. That's advancing, that's advancing at the speed of light. Say that, David, in David's kingdom. He is faithful to you. Everybody clap your hands in the room. Come on. Everybody clap your hands. Now all of my fear I will turn into praise. I will crush this appointment. There we go. Say all of my, all heart. Of my fear I will turn into praise. shake prayer. off this bear. A victory day. I will crush. I Break it up and see all, all of my. fear. I will Shake of off despair. a I will crush. I will crush this lovey. Break every chain. Break every chain break every chain chain of disappointment chain of suicide break every chain break every chain break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Clap your hands. Come on. Can we have a little bit of church in here? Come on. Now all of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. You say, all of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair. As I sing out your name, oh victory, a victory. A victory dance, I will dance out in vain. I will crush disappointment and break every all of my, all fear. my fear, I will burn it to Shake off despair as I sing out your name, oh victory, a victory. A victory dance, I will dance out in vain. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. Oh, break every chain, break every, sing, break every chain, break every chain. Every chain, break, break it. Break Strongholds are break. are break, break. break. They break every chain. Break it. Break, break it. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break it. Break it. Break it. Break every chain. Break every. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, chain. chain. they show me Come on baby Everybody worship him in the room Hallelujah Jesus You're the God of the breakthrough And anything is possible Hallelujah Jesus Can somebody worship him in the room? Can somebody really worship him in the room? When I cannot see, when I can't take another step, Lord, would You carry me? When I've lost my fight, will You be my strength? Will You set me a table in the presence of my enemies?
0: I shall
1: not be I shall not. Oh, my soul's got a shepherd in the valley, and I shall not want, I shall not want, I shall not not want, cause my cup's running over, running over, and I shall not and I will lift my eyes to where my help comes from. No, I won't be afraid of the shadow, cause I've seen the sun. No, I will not stop when the way gets on. Cause the green only grows in the valley, and that's where you are. Say, I shall not want, I shall not good <laughs>
3: Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Goodness and mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah.
3: Let's give our praise singers a hand clap. Amen. 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 Goodness and mercy. So I want to first uh, take this time. You brothers can sit right there. Uh, I first want to take this time um, to give thanks to everyone for coming out. For those who don't know me, you can call me Brother Hasker, um, the youth pastor of Christ Center Church. You can clap. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I just want to take this a uh, quick second for all the youth leaders in the building. If you could just stand. We are blessed with youth leaders across our district. The youth president is here. Let's give our youth leaders a hand clap. Amen. Come on, we can do better than that. Come on, I'll, I'll, let's. Come on, we're not done. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. We want to thank all the youth leaders, all the all the churches for coming out um, and fellowshipping with us. This is our first youth service of the year. Power hour. Amen. For those who don't know, Acts 1.8, it says that ye shall receive power when the Holy Ghost come upon you. Amen. Do we have any young people in the house tonight with some power? Amen. I said, Do we have some young people in the house tonight with some power? Amen. Alright. Come on. Oh, we only got a few people with some power. We got any more people with some power in the house tonight. Amen. All right, all right. Now that I have y'all up, so one thing you'll know about Brother Hasker, trying to be a little unconventional and just do weird things, all right? You have your phone? Take your I, Y'all got phones. So everybody take your phone out. all right? And get my brother Joseph and Joelle. Come, come, come on, come on. This is what I want y'all to do. I want you to find three people, okay? You want to do a little selfie? Alright? Three people, your name, where you from, selfie. Boom, boom, boom. Alright? Stay next to the third person. Alright? Oh, that's cheating. Not two people at the same time, one person at a time. O- only I can cheat, alright? 60 seconds. Go around the room. And if you're on social media, at Christ in the Church. Superintendent, the bishop of our district, Amen. If we can all stand and put our hands together for Pastor Bishop Wayne White, Amen.
4: Praise the Lord everybody. You may be seated. Probably going to be the most informal district superintendent you ever had. I'm a man of just let's do this together. Can I tell you that this is the best life that you can ever live? While they were singing that song, I shall not want, I said, This is the best life you can ever live. Brother David, It does not matter what this life can throw at you when the Good Shepherd is leading you. How can this life be anything but the best? The Good Shepherd is leading us. The Good Shepherd is providing for us. The Good Shepherd is fighting for us. The Good Shepherd has a place prepared for us. We can't lose no matter what we go through. This life is the best life you can ever live. Don't let the jealous devil talk you out of it. Don't let him use people to talk you out of it. Just understand that this is the best life I can ever live. It doesn't matter what I'm going through right now. It doesn't matter what my situation is right now. This is the best life I can ever live. You know why? God will deliver me out of my situation. It's just a matter of time. Whatever I'm struggling with, it's just a matter of time. Whatever is hurting me, it's just a matter of time. Whatever I don't have, it's just a matter of time. If you're not living this life, you cannot declare that. Or you cannot declare that and know that you have those assurances. But if you're living this life, best life you can ever live. Don't stop living this life, young people. There is nothing better than this life. Take it from me. I have lived the other life. And in my opinion, I've lived the other life at the highest highs that you can live it, And it has no comparison to this life. This is the best life any one of us could ever live. Don't give up on this life. Don't let the devil tell you all that's out there is a little bit better. Don't let him make you compromise because he's trying to seduce you to think that that life out there is better than this life. Ain't nothing better than this life. Nothing better than this life. are you... President of our district is here with us tonight. And I I appreciate him very much. He has got behind all of our youth leaders and youth pastors in the district. And he's encouraging every individual youth leader and youth pastor to be great in their own local assembly. That is awesome, Brother Diego. I am just honored to see what you're doing and privileged to be a part of what you're doing Because all of our local churches, Brother Jose, all of our local churches, when we support one another, it can't be anything but great. And we learn from each other. The Bible says that we are a body. And so, Brother Jose, what you're great at, guess what? Somebody else need to learn from you. And what you're not great at, you can learn from somebody else. Together we're going to be better. Together we're going to grow stronger. And so it's so wonderful to see what you all are doing, how you have these youth services and you support each other. We're not in competition. We are together as the body of Christ. It's not about who has got the biggest group. It's not about who has got the most young people. It's not about anything other than we love each other. We're the body of Christ, and we're going to grow together. And together, we are better. This is a tremendous, tremendous idea. And I'm not sure which church is next, but the next, it it flows. Just see Brother Hasker. Uh, Sister Hasker. They will let us know what church in our district is doing their next youth service. And every time a church is doing it, let's get behind that church. Let's support that church. Let's encourage that church. Let's build up our youth presidents. Let's build up our youth pastors, our youth leaders, and let them know we are together. And so we thank you. This is going to grow our district. Because here's the last thing I'm going to tell you. You should know by now, but in case you don't know, I am. Nobody is a bigger supporter of our young people than I am. You might be just as much as I am, but you're not more than I am. I support you all, young people. I'm behind you. I'm beside you. I am before you to let you know that we can do this together. And you are the district. Young people, you are the district. You want me to tell you why? Many of our adults that's leading you, we are all in a place in our life where we have formed habits and ways of understanding and ways how we live our life. And we normally don't get outside of that as we get to that stage in our life. And so we can only do but so much because we stay in our box. Young people, you don't have a box yet. You're still learning. You're still trying to figure this out. You're still trying to understand what this is all about. And that's great. Because as you're figuring it out, God is helping you. And you have the possibility of just exponential growth. Because you are just trusting the Lord to work in your life. And you're not in a set place in your life. And so you all are the district. What you all bring to the district, nobody else can bring it. And so I encourage you to just keep on supporting, keep on praying, keep on standing behind our youth leaders and our youth pastors because God is raising up this district, and he's doing it because of young people all around our district. God bless you. Have a great rest of your service. I love you, and let's continue to worship the Lord.
5: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't you close your eyes where you are and you clap to the Lord. Just close your eyes for a second and clap to the Lord. Right where you are, dry right where you are. Oh, you can close your eyes. Take a moment. Take a moment. Oh, and think about God only. Oh, don't think about the person who's next to you. Don't think about anything else. Oh, forget about all distractions. Oh, this is the moment that you need to take to think about God right now. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord? Hallelujah! 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 Oh, let's magnify in the name of Jesus. Oh, let's pray His name. Oh, His name. His name is sweet. But His name is powerful also. Oh, if there is any need. If there is any change. Oh, if there is salvation that you need right now. Oh, just claim the name of Jesus. Oh, His name is powerful. Oh, He can do anything right now. He is able God is able to do whatever you need in your life right now. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord? Hallelujah. What a privilege and honor to be with you today with the youth of CCC and I want to I wanna give the honor to our superintendent, the pastor of this church, the angel of this church, our bishop, the district bishop, our pastor Wayne Wyatt. Why don't you clap your hands and show some appreciation to him? At the same time, I wanna I wanna give honor to the first lady, Nicola Wyatt. They are a wonderful couple. They've been doing great things for the kingdom of God in our district. And at the same time, I want to give the honor to this beautiful couple. Why don't you stand, Brother Isaiah, Sister, I ask her. Oh, they are a wonderful couple. They are doing great things for the kingdom of God also. Youth president and his wife. Sometimes I don't know who's the president. It could be the man, it could be the wife but the Lord is doing something. Sometimes, I'm just a face sometimes, and and my wife does a lot of stuff that nobody sees. And I want to give the appreciation to this beautiful couple today. I want to open up the Bible just to read one or two verses. uh, Mark chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. In the name of Jesus, he appointed... 12, that they may be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. I want to remind somebody tonight that maybe it's not just that we're disconnected from the Lord, it's about the hunger that you need. If you are hungry for God, Oh, you're going to be connected to Him. Sometimes you just have to disconnect yourself from those movies. You have to disconnect yourself from your cell phone. You have to disconnect yourself from Netflix or from the video games. It's, it's not about oh, oh how connected you are to God. It's how much hunger you have for God. It, it's more than you have for the, for the things of the, the world Oh, is it more that you have for the kingdom of God? Oh, I know that there is someone here today that is hungry for God. And that's why you're here tonight. Because you could be somewhere else. It is a Saturday and 6 o'clock. You could be anywhere else. But let me tell you that this word is telling me that He called you. He called 12. And He called 12... 2,000 years ago. But he keeps calling today people to his kingdom. Oh, to grow in the Lord. And I know that you've been chosen for the Lord. Oh, he chose you to be here tonight. How many people can say amen? How many people can say hallelujah? Oh, how many people can say I love you, Lord? I love you with all my heart. Oh, this is a privilege to be in the presence of the Lord today. Oh, we have a beautiful, a beautiful congregation here. And we have a wonderful youth in our district. What Pastor Wyatt was telling us is true. When we are united, and we are the United Pentecostal Church International. When we are united, oh, things are going to happen. Oh, when we see there is revival at CCC the district gets revival, when we see revival in Plainfield, there is revival in the district when we see revival in Prospect Park there is revival in the district, when we see revival in Trenton, oh there is revival in the district, oh and we all get joy because there is revival among us, how many people can say amen thank you, thank you, thank you Thank you, because I know that Pastor Wyatt, our bishop, he is supporting our youth, and we are supporting his vision also. His vision is that we can have double of the churches that we have right now, that we can have twice as many ministers as we have in the district right now, and that's what we want to tell you. If you get the chance, oh, get involved in the things of God. He has chosen you. He has chosen you. He has called you, oh, to start a ministry, oh, to be an evangelist, oh, to be a pastor, to be a youth pastor. You are a leader, and you just have to believe in yourself because the Lord already believes in you. How many people can say amen? Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Pastor Wyatt. Thank you, Brother Hasker. Oh, let's keep rejoicing in the Lord.
6: Can we stand to our feet one more time and just
1: worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords in this room? Before the preacher comes up, can we just exalt his name one more time? We want the Lord to have his way. We want the Lord to have his way in our service tonight.
6: body Wow. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. The apostle Paul writes in the book of 1 Corinthians and he compares the church to a body. Amen. A body is connected. If you remove a piece of the body, that piece dies. Brother Isaiah I need you. Brother Diego, I need you. Brother Bradley, I need you. Brother Jose, I need you. We all need each other. Amen. We all need each other. In order for us to grow as a district, to grow as a church, we need each other. I think I'm not the first one to say that tonight. (laughs) Amen. We are all connected. And I got to tell you, Brother Diego, you better thank me. Yeah, I'll tell you why. As a children's ministry director, I get the kids ready for that ministry, for youth ministry. Amen. We have a theme within children's ministry, which is save our children. Not something that just sounds beautiful and nice and pretty, but something that is God's heartbeat. It is God's heartbeat to save our children. Amen. I was watching... Mini, Mini Isaiah Hasker over there. (laughs) Hey, brother. Yeah, you see? He was worshiping up here. He was in the very, very front. You know why he knows what he's doing? Because he has examples. Amen. He has examples. When children can grow up in the Lord, they can become impactful youth. When the youth are impactful youth, they can become men and women that impact this entire world. Listen to this. If we save our children, we can always move the mission. We will always have men of valor. Every mother will have a memorial. We can always have Christmas for Christ. And we, we will always be global. Amen. If we can save our children, it is a great honor to greet all of you. And I know that the word of God is about to come and do a mighty, a a mighty work in all our lives. Amen. God bless you all.
3: All right. The hour has come. You can stand with me. I want to introduce minister of this church, youth leader. Outreach Director of this church We can all say Welcome Minister Bradley We preach the word
7: Praise the Lord everybody Come on, let's not give it to me Let's give it to the Lord Jesus Christ Let's give it to the Lord Jesus Christ Hallelujah Hallelujah Hallelujah. He alone is worthy. We serve a mighty God. He's a great and awesome God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands before the Lord. Let's believe God today for He to do a work today or tonight in the midst of us. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we have come to you at this time, lifting up holy hands unto Thee, praying for a move of your spirit outpouring of your presence oh god save now fill now restore now oh god make the way confusing that's confused make it oh god make it be sound in mind oh god we pray against any force any outside element that is not of the will of god to prevent what god is about to do amongst our young people in this, oh God's, particular church and in our district. I pray a blessing on every, each and every one of us. We ask in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Come on, look at someone and say, I'm glad to see you tonight in church. Hallelujah. Before we sit, let's get right into the word. I give God thanks for all that he's done. I honor the Lord because he... Kept us another day, another time. Uh, We're on, I don't say, but we're really like 30,000 feet above sea, or if we say sea level in terms of the skies, because man, our district is like, uh, man, we're not going down. We're just keeping going higher and higher. And when there's turbulence, we're going to take the plane even more higher where God has taken us in a nutshell because everyone is here. We give God thanks for every church that has come represented. And we give God thanks for you, particularly on a Saturday night back in the day when I was in uh, stationed in college. I remember noise being noise abroad uh, beyond my dormitory. I may be there by myself, but on a Saturday night, if anyone knows the story, if you've been on a college campus, it hasn't started yet. Trust me. Uh, When you get to around 10, 11 o'clock, then you you wonder if you're going to sleep tonight because... That's when you see or you hear what's going to happen and probably it's being noise abroad or spoken during the week after a long weekend. Because, listen, there's no other place you want to be here or no other place you do desire to be than to be in the house of God. You could be anywhere else. But I'm so glad that I'm glad that I was a grazed and a customary thinking or in terms of my my upbringing that we sacrifice time. To come into the house of God on a Saturday night. We could be nowhere else, but we at some type of church. Fellowshiping, worshiping the Lord. And for youth to get together, it's an awesome experience. An awesome feeling to be in the presence of the Lord. Let's put our hands together one more time. Hallelujah. Give God praise for our pastor, his lovely wife, my pastor. And thank God for my wife, my wife, my lovely wife who's in the, on my uh, left you're right. Um, yeah, y'all can do much better for my wife. <laughs> I give God praise for her. She's the, real, she's the real MVP. She is the real MVP. She's doing double duty right now. And you can see, just look at her. You'll see what's happening. So she's the real MVP. Give God praise for all that he's done. Hallelujah. Well, we have church tomorrow, and I'm very cognizant of that, and I know we all have to be at our Sunday school uh, or uh, midday worship, some type of capacity of Sunday morning we ought to prepare for. So I want to believe, I believe God is speaking to us tonight, but we also want to be very uh, efficient in what we are called to do. Let's turn our Bibles to, and I give God praise for the Hasker family. They're just awesome people. They are truly awesome people who are leading us to greater heights. And our, our district youth president, you did an awesome job a few weeks ago when we were in Newark, tearing down the kingdom of darkness in Newark. Give God thanks for what he did. Let's read in, the, in our, uh, let's go turn to, our, to the scriptures uh, tonight. Uh, reading from Second Samuel chapter number 9, I believe we're, God is going to speak to a young person today. Amen. Callings and, and, and visions and, and, and there's a nudge going to be speaking to your heart after tonight's service. And it's going to take you to throughout the rest of the year and to the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's read the Bible of 2 Samuel chapter 9. And we'll read in your hearing. One day David asks, and I'm reading in, of course, King James Version. And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? and he said thy servant is he and the king said is there not yet any of the house of Saul that i may show the kindness of god unto him and ziba said unto the king jonathan has yet a son which is lame on his feet and the king said unto him where is he and ziba said unto the king behold he is the house of he's in the house of Meshir and the son of Emeliel and in Lodibar the king David sent and fetched him out of the house of Meshir the son of Amiel from Lodibar now when Meshibuseth Meshibuseth, uh, the son of Jonathan the son of Saul was come unto David he fell on his face and had reverence and David said Mephibosheth he answered behold thy servant and David said unto him fear not For I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan, thy father's sake, and will restore thee of all the land of of Saul, thy father. And thou shalt eat bread and my table continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? I'll end in that particular portion of the scripture. I want you to look at someone and said, my value has not changed. Hallelujah. You may be seated in God's presence. What I hold in my hand is a dollar. I wish it was 10 to help somebody get their lunch tonight or their dinner, but I had a dollar. I was intended to have that. And um, you see this dollar is here and uh, it's um, pretty straight, right? And if I do this to the dollar, It changes the composition, but does it change the difference of if it's a dollar or not? If I should throw the dollar down, um, if I should just stomp on it, if I should kick it, if I should do whatever that's necessary, if I even maybe slightly tear it, and I know sometimes if you go to a gas station in New Jersey, which they pump your gas, they give you some kind of weird money once you ask for change, and sometimes it has a little tear and sometimes there's some tape there. And uh, you know that it's like, wait, can you give me something else? No, they said they don't have any other change. So you take it and you use that dollar or use that whatever uh, uh, currency uh, towards uh, whatever purpose you desire. And you expect the person to receive it, whether they at the cashier or uh, looking at it and say, uh, what's all this about? Like they're checking to see if it's real or it's counterfeit. You know it's, a, it's, a, it's worth the value of which you're paying your purchases or your, of whatever you're seeking for. Saints of God, let's understand this. I come to encourage someone that though the physical and visible conditions of the, the object that we're discussing or focusing, I come to let you know the value is worth the value of its access. Number one, the value is worth the value of its access. As long as I have something worth the price of a dollar or ten dollars or a hundred dollars, its value is what I have the ability to access. Mm -hmm. Now, look at point number two I want to focus on. Now, you are God's greatest worth and value. I come to tell saints of God that you are God's greatest worth and value. So, young person, don't ever let anyone make you think. That God has changed his mind about you concerning the plan he has for your life. It seems as if today that many of us are judging yourself based on what you think is success and what you perceive as worth and worth having attention to. But I come to let you know that you're defined not by what the statistics says. You're not defined by what a familiar or a famous or a well-recognized or well-regarded person may say. Your definition and your worth is defined by the living word of God. Your identity is not in a personality. I come to tell you again, your identity is not in a personality. Your identity is not is what the latest trending news on TikTok or the post on Instagram or the click of the like button on YouTube. No, your value is worth. It's based on your creator that breathed his breath in your body. And you became a living soul. Yes, yes, it's important for us to remember that God has the final observation to your life. I said, God has the final observation to your life. Yes, you have a choice. You have a decision to make when it comes to the choices you make. And you must know that whatever choice you make will define your value when it comes to your perception of what you're seeking for in this life. Your value is not worth being compromised. I'm gonna tell you again, your value is not worth being compromised. I want to tell you that your identity is that that you are made in the image and in the likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. The name of Jesus defines who you are, what you are, what your name is, what your trajectory of where you're going. Yes. Not that past failed relationship. No. Not that situation that you had uh, that you may be ashamed of telling someone. Uh, but I come to encourage you, if you had a situation, uh, don't be afraid to tell your testimony. Uh, because he takes the very mess uh, and makes it a message. Hallelujah. We have a short time, but I'm very bold and arrogant and not arrogant, but I'm very arrogant in the spirit of God because I'm tired and sick and, 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 and getting frustrated that people are using excuses not to be used by the Lord Jesus Christ. They use their mistakes to define why they can't do this, why they can't do that. Let you know this, that again. Uh, We all have sinned, yes. Not all, not some, all have sinned. Uh, We all have come short. Uh, We come through the lineage of our first father, which was Adam, yes. That was of the flesh, but you now understand that once you become born of water and of spirit, once you come to knowledge of true faith and repentance in Christ Jesus, your identity is not of your father Adam, but your identity now is through the lens and through the purpose of Jesus Christ. For if any man, be, I feel the Holy Ghost here. For if any man be in Christ, you are a new creature. I don't care what the world has said of what you did. No. You are a new creature. The scripture says old things. That's in that watery grave of baptism. I said, all things. That's in that watery grave of repentance. I said, all things have passed away. And when you get up out of that watery grave, it becomes new as you get up out of that grave. Because he promised that once you get up out of that watery grave, the promise of the Holy Ghost is given to you and to your children and to your children's children. Am I believing God today uh, that we're all here knowing that it was a mistake that may have brought us to where we are but it's not a mistake that has defined us where we're going? I can so to say that God has been faithful. He has been good. He has been beyond my understanding because He loved me so much that He would die. He would take on, oh God, the strips and the stripes of, of Calvary and the, and the mess and the shame and the, and the disgrace. To say, yet I was wounded for your transgressions. I was bruised for your iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him and with his stripes. You had the process, you can go through the process of being healed. But it's your choice to know what value you have or the choice you desire to become in this life. We look at the story here. We look at the story here of Meshebusheth. Meshebosheth was the grandson of King Saul. King Saul. He was elected to be king, because the people wanted someone to be fit, like because when they left Egypt, they left out of slavery, they saw everything else around them, that they were a little bit unique and different from other nations. They didn't have a king for several under, they didn't see a, a figure, a figurehead like others for several hundreds of years. And, and, and because their identity was in a figurehead, like a, someone they saw acquainted with who gave orders like Pharaoh. Someone like the gods that they heard that were in uh, the days of Abraham, that was discussed amongst their, 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 their lineage, uh, the Philistines, all all these nations that were breeded outside of the formulation of creation and Noah's, Noah's, uh, Noah's covenant and Noah's uh, dispensation that there are people that were springing forth and God had a set hand on his people, his called out people, his people that he had separated for his purpose. He he left them out of or he took them out of Egypt because he wanted to separate them so that they would worship him. They would glorify him. They would they would they would be used for the purpose and use of his name to be great through them. Saints of God, it does not matter where you come from, it does not matter your lineage. God has a purpose for your life. God has a, young people, God has a purpose for your life. He does not look at your age. He does not look at the experience. He looks at the willingness. He looks at the person that is saying, hey, I'm available, God, what do I do? That's the perfect candidate that He wants in His kingdom. And because they want to be identified with persons that were of a, of a, a certain value system, Because it was through that value system of a leader, they wanted their image, they wanted their expectations to be hoped in him. They sought for someone, and they said, God, we're tired of having an unknown or a a faceless leader. They wanted to put a face to our name, a face to the image of what they wanted, and because of that... They frustrated the grace of God. They say, Samuel, at the time, he was a prophet and a, and a, and a priest and, and a judge. He was like a typology of Christ Jesus, but he was used in the capacity to say, hey, what do you need a king for? What do you need in layman's term? Why do you need to look like everybody else? Yes, I come to let you know, saints of God, we are different. I don't care what you, what they say, what they talk about you. If they, they talked about me when I was in school. Listen, say to God, I, I, I wish I could do some things that were different. I, re, I was in your situation. Listen, when you, when you, when you understand that when you're in church all day and all weekend, and when you, and then when people ask you, how was your weekend? You're like saying, well, um, um, uh, I, I, I was in church. You were in church. How long were you in church? I said, we uh, were in church uh, six hours. Six hours. Six hours. What y'all doing in church? Six hours. Yes. Saints of God. That's, 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 that's the life. Embrace who you are. Yes, the methods have changed. We may have gotten wiser and smarter and efficient in our focus, purpose, but embrace being distinct. Embrace it. It's not gonna hurt you. Listen, I thought it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a negative term, a negative expression, and I didn't, I wasn't the best example at that time. But if I knew what I know now, I wouldn't be so intimidated because listen, everybody has a platform. Everybody has a, a voice, and you can't discriminate as much as you used to do back in the day, but now, Listen, you can be as bold and as daring and as fearless as you want because God has his mark and his hand on your life. Yes, I'm talking to you, Jordan. God has his hand on your life. And you don't got to be afraid to become like any other personality that you heard on TikTok. Who's trending. Who has few followers and, and subscribers. That's all it is. Followers, subscribers. And at the end get a big old plaque and say, hey, I, I reached a million. Nah, no. Your identity, saints of God, is not in the man. It's not in the, the, the culture. Your identity, who you are, is yet to be revealed. It's yet to be revealed. For I reckon... That the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. (laughs) Listen, I I said this to my wife. I feel transparent. I I just feel transparent. Listen, I didn't have a girlfriend until I met my wife. I was single for the... For a long time, long time, and I told my wife, I told my wife, listen, I want that, to, that's another, that's another thing that we need to, that I was exposed with, saints of God, that I was encouraged to be married. Well, it was not, uh, it wasn't prompt up. Saints of God, listen, when you are ready, when you have a wise pastor, when you have wise parents, trust me, age is just a number. It's about your integrity. It's about your responsibility. It's about you having responsibility. Listen, as a man, I'm telling you as a man, your responsibility is to take care of the woman. I said, as a man, it's your responsibility. They used to say in my culture, by the hook or the crook, you better get something done with you. You better get something done. Better get something done. And if you can be that person that can be responsible, you can be effective, you can be strong, you're ready. Don't wait, don't wait too long like I did. <laughs> I had a lot of, I had a lot of sometimes of people, I, I had some situations where they had, uh, I, I felt disappointed. I was shut down. But thanks of God, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's about a matter of time. You can be apostolic. You can be a virgin. Well, if you're not a virgin, fine. But you can be distinct. You can wait until you are getting married. And you can fulfill God's purpose. And I was intentional. I said, God help me. I got to fulfill. Listen, you said that you made the man for the woman. And please, God help me. And God did it. And if he did it, trust me, and I'm still apostolic. I'm still in the church. I'm still living for Jesus. And you have a wife that want to serve Jesus, who want to do the things for Jesus, who want to give their time for Jesus. It's It's worth it. 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 Nothing like it. Nothing like it. They wanted to be like every other nation. And because of that, they ended up with Saul. Saul had a son named Jonathan. If you look at the lineage in that day and time, when it came to the authority and kingship, it was the leader, he was the selected king, elected king, and it was passed down to the eldest son. The eldest son was Jonathan, and his son, which we are going to focus our text in a matter of a short few minutes, he himself was to be the line, to be the third in succession, if, God forbid, the first two, if the His grandfather passed or his father had passed. And what happened was that it did happen. We know that the story throughout Scripture reflects on the great men of old. And David, a man coming from the backside of the the flock, or he was a a shepherd and he was tending sheep. And, of course, Samuel called uh, uh, and went down. Um, to see Jesse's house and, and sought for the true king because the people were agitating. He said, I got one. I got one. Listen, he was young. He was young. History said he was around 1670, 17-ish. Yes, yes, he was, he was ripe to be the king, and, and yet he wasn't in that position, but he was anointed the first time when he uh, met Samuel, the prophet. And, of course, we know that story. we get getting through that uh, experience with David and David being anointed and being skillful. And of course, uh, Jonathan, uh, his the the his father Saul, Saul was someone that was uh, looking for someone to enter into battle against Goliath. We all know the story of, David, of the story of David and Goliath. And Galors, David went out to help his brothers who went out to battle. And of course, it was against the rival the Philistines. And and David went out, and David said, Hey, who? Who's this tall guy? Who's this guy who's going to come and challenge the Lord, challenge and defy the armies of the living God? And what happened? He was called, and with his sling and with some smooth stones, I'm rushing into it, he defeated the giant. Took his sword, cut off his head, and showed that it was the God of heaven was going to win the battle for him. And because of that, his name became popular. And there was a relationship that he had with the son of Saul, which is named Jonathan. And they were close. They were brothers. They were very tight. They were very, the scripture said they were knitted. Their souls were knitted. It was, a, it was a bond. Saints of God, that relationship is what we're speaking of tonight. That's the cultivation that's happening in this district. We're becoming united. The purpose of it is that when we unite, we become stronger. We become more effective. We become very aggressive. We become very intentional. Our aggressiveness, because listen, we know that there is a force that wants us divided. There's a force that wants us uh, uh, to put us in a place in our corners that you only become effective where you are in this part of the vineyard. And you stay here, and we only meet once a year, and, and that, it will just continue the cycle. But we are meeting Multiple times because our value system of our, our strength, our relationship is becoming more effective and it's not, it's not, it's not so much making the enemy so quiet. It makes him very, uh, uh, upset, make him very nervous of what's the vision and what's happening and what's going to happen through this uh, process. And, and that relationship was so imperative that they made it an oath. They made a covenant. He said, listen, Jonathan said to David, David, I know you are the anointed man. And if I should die, make sure you don't forget about my family. I put everything aside. I put all my, my, where I'm supposed to be, where I'm labeled and where I'm supposed to be plateaued and decided. I know it's supposed to be, I'm to be the next in the succession, but I'm not the one. You're the, you're, you're the anointed vessel of, of God. And, and I want you to make sure you look after my son. and Look after my family. And now we get to the story of the relationship. Of what happened between those two guys they brought together and the relationship was so amazing that it was a day and time when it was yet spoken that they were not going to become together they were going to separate and and David had to go his way John had to go his way because his father Saul was very jealous of David and he wanted him killed and that he had to flee for his life many times and yet, in the, in in, in, a, in, a, in a, of course, the story that talks about they in a battle and they dying and they falling on each other's sword, etc. And yet, it caused there was an emptiness in the kingdom because not just the one who was elected to be king had passed, and now his son had, had passed, but his other son was supposed to be in, but he was killed. Um, of course, of of all what was planted, that David would assume the position, and that's a whole long story, but. David, remember that relationship and that covenant he made with Jonathan. Yes. I come to tell you, saints of God, and come to tell young people, trust me. Listen, there, there, are, there are covenants and there are relationships that will last your lifetime. Yes. From what you temporarily believe, that is not yet something that you need to embrace. It, it, I, I want to tell you this, saints of God. It, it wasn't easy to embrace being separate, being distinct, being holy, being being. Apostolic, being one God. But I'm so grateful for my parents. I'm grateful for what I didn't see. I'm grateful for the elders that labored and taught. And you got to state of God, appreciate where you're coming from. See, where you are going is only on the shoulders of where you're coming from or what was already laid and established. It was that covenant it was remindful of, of the future of Mishibosheth. And the name Mishibosheth means man of shame, blowing away confusion, scattering, disgrace. The name of Mephibosheth was someone that, that his incident in life where there's news his, that his father and his, 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 his grandfather died and his nurse that was taking care of him was scared that the one that was to assume the position in authority was not going to Make it because they're gonna, if they're killing, gonna kill his father, they're gonna, literally gonna kill him. He was five years old and what happened was, they ran. She, she got scared. She had anxiety and she took him up and she began to run. And as she was fleeing, Mephibosheth fell. She dropped him. She dropped him. Why she dropped him, we don't know. But that altered the trajectory of his life that altered the thinking of his life. He was at a place in his mind where he felt that the only thing that was worth his life was what was defining him. He was dropped. He became lame in his feet. And everything that he wanted to do in his life, he felt that it was hopeless because what he thought success was, it actually halted and stopped him from progressing. He had ambitions and desires, but because of the incident, that one moment, cause him to think differently. As I said again, young people, there are moments and sometimes in life where we feel as if, man, wh- how did I end up here? How did it, how, how the perspective of, of my life could be of which I, I, I don't know where I'm going to go. I'm confused. I'm in a state of confusion. I, I feel as if no one's hearing me out. And as much as I talk, it seems as if they're not getting it. I'm I'm in I'm in a place where my voice is screaming and no one can hear me. This man grew up. He grew up. His voice felt silent. And the scripture never even said he even spoke because it was until he was met by David because of the covenant. He went and sought him and went after Saul's servant. And the Saul's servant said, that boy, Mephibosheth, he's down. He's in a place called Meshir, in a place called Lodibar. Let me shorten this real quick. Meshir is defined as an enslaved place. Lodibar, that was where the place he was stationed, the house he was in, that's called Meshir. That was where he was held, an enslaved place. He was sold and acquired there. But the name Lodibar, the city and the town he was, was in a place called Baroness. I don't know about you saints of God, but I've been there. I've been coming to church feeling as if I'm trapped. My choices caused me to be trapped. I felt as if when I come to the altar and I wanted the Holy Ghost to outpour himself, I just, I, I, I just, I just took whatever was and I, and I felt it was him. But when I went back to my seat and I, when I left and I hit that door, when I turned the car door and shut it, I stepped into the home that I was in. And Monday morning hit me in the face. I felt as empty like I never went to and experienced God's presence. Have you been there? When you've been to a place where you seem as if you're like, wait, I did all this? And I still, am, I'm still ain't changed. I'm still feeling this, this loneliness. I feel this level of unproductivity, then you start questioning what is the purpose of me coming? Listen, we are in a generation that we got to pray through. That they feel as if church is only an appointment. we got to be careful, saints of God. That church doesn't become a place of an appointment. And your mind is being twisted because you may have been dropped. You may have fell. And you feel as if no one could pick you up. I come to let you know, you don't need to let the defining of your past to determine the God that is trying to visit you. Visiting you every night. Visiting you every day. Why? Because he's available. And when you make him open, he becomes everything you need. I was empty. I was there. I was dropped. I was scarred. But there was a prayer spoken for me, unspoken prayers, prayer meetings that lasted all night. Even before I was born, somebody was praying for me. Somebody had me in intercession. That's the apostolic church, saints of God. They were in the upper room one day. Hallelujah. All 120 of them. And they the scripture says they tarried at Jerusalem. I said, they tarried. They waited. They waited, saints of God. Ah, yes. Paul was praying. Peter was praying. James was praying. Oh, God, the elders were praying. Hallelujah. Oh, God, the leaders that came through the United Pentecostal Church uh, was praying. They're praying that this day will come. They were praying. Your local church. I'm going to go far. Pastor Naylor was praying. Uh Uh-huh. He was praying. You may not have known him, but he was praying. Yes. Pastor Sariento was praying. (laughs) Your pastor was praying. My pastor was praying. He was praying. He was praying. And because he was praying, because they sacrificed, the women of God were praying. Listen, listen, saints of God. The women of God were praying. They laid at the altar, and you hear a sound of a cry. That was somebody calling out your name. You were there watching. Oh, my God. You were there, had nothing to do with God. You were there in a situation where, man, I know I ain't supposed to be here. But, my God, I ended up out of this situation. How would I end up out of here? Because somebody had you on their mind and prayed for you. When it was taught that Mephibosheth was forgotten. It was thought that he was forgotten. Somebody thought of him. Somebody's mind was upon his future. And it's interesting, as I close this message, that how we ended up hearing the beginning of his future, or beginning of his story, wasn't ultimately the end of his story. We found out that we found Mishibucheth in a state of panic. A state of being carried. And we ended up in a situation where we saw him fail. We found him in a state of which he was in a situation where he became crippled. Because of why someone else had mistakenly allowed uh, the situations of life to drop him. He could have been defined by that. Musicians can come. He could have been, he could have been, he could have said, you know what? I, I, I don't know what more to say and do because everything is turning upside down. And all I'm defined of by what my experience is, I'm all defined by what my own experience has become. Some of you only can only look at yourself, well, I am what my experience shows me. So that's all I know. All I know is to be crippled. All I know is to be in a state of barrenness. But we found out. When David came to inquire of this young man, he said, Listen, Ziba, call, call him up. Where is he? Don't call him. Up. I'll find him. Listen, saints of God, hallelujah. Aren't you glad that when you were in your state, in your state of confusion, in the state of being lost, that when you had no thought that you can be restored? And you can be built up. You cannot ever be forgotten. There was somebody searching for you. There was somebody yet investing. He went and went through every situation. He went and he went surpassing the problems and surpassing your story, surpassing all that was yet defining you. And said, Listen, I remembered when I covenanted with your father that, listen, I am going to show kindness long as I'm here, as long as I'm in the position where I am, anyone that came through the lineage of Saul will might at my table. They will be restored, the things, the land that was taken from them. Jesus Christ, saints of God, had looked beyond. If you look at yourself, he saw where you were. He saw that you were messed up and you still do got issues. He saw that you still have Things to be delivered from, but he took the time and said, "You know what? I'm not going to find you by the check marks of righteousness and holiness that you think that you got to live up to. You're living up to some unsurmountable standards that you yourself cannot accomplish. Some of you are so overwhelmed because he Man, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this, I got to do that, just to be righteous.'" saints of God, your righteousness cannot save you. It is faith through Jesus Christ. It is through Jesus Christ that causes you. It's not because I am righteous of itself but because His righteousness is that I'm following and I'm being led by that could make me fulfill my purpose and fulfill what He's designed what He's made me out to be. You've got to have a relationship with God. I said, you have to have a relationship with God. Your relationship with God cannot be based and determined of the person who stands behind the sacred desk. It cannot be judged by the leader that overshadows and, 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 and oversees and prays for you. It cannot be based on your expectations of what you visibly see, what you visibly think. That's the standard of righteousness and holiness before you. you got to get to know Jesus for yourself because he wants to visit you. He's looking for He's been waiting to show kindness to you. He's been waiting to show himself to you. He's been waiting to restore all that was lost in your life. Come in barren. Come in hurt. Come in with your scars. Come in confused. And I promise you that if you allow yourself to be made whole that's what we are facing today. We, can, we can't shout this thing off. No. We can't, we, can't, we can't dance this thing off. We want to be made whole. We want to be made righteous. We want to be made perfect. By his, by his righteousness. I want to encourage anyone as we stand today. As we stand in this awesome presence of God. That there's a young person here. That says to yourself. I heard the story of the and I wondered, how did it relate to my life? It's his story, but why does it relate to me? It relates to you because God has an assignment on your life. And God has been waiting for you to answer the call. God has been waiting for you to stop giving him an excuse of saying, look at me, I'm, I'm, I'm what I am. I come from the lineage and, and look at this dead dog. No, he's waiting for you to get out of your pity party and stop making the assuming thoughts that you're not good enough to be used. By. I'm not good enough to get saved. I'm not good enough to become identified in Christ Jesus. Is there anyone here that needs prayer? That needs prayer first for you understanding who you are, understanding why am I here? Is there anyone here that said I'm 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 tired of being dragged to church? I'm tired of just coming because I'm told to come. I'm coming because I have a, a determination to know why I am here. Why do I yet come and worship? Why my purpose is that God wants to mold me and cause me to become what He desires. Is there anybody here? Is there anybody here that God wants to show kindness to you? Young person, come come out of your seat. Come out of your seat. You can come out of your seat because, listen, you never know. You never know why the trauma, why the things that have happened in your life, what has transpired, why it caused you to be so bold now, why it caused you to say, hey, I, I, I'm not defined by this. I, I, I know that I've been through some things, but because I've been through some things, there's a purpose. Is there anybody here That wants to repent today. Is there anybody here that wants to say, God, I want to answer your call? I want to say, I'm giving everything. I want to say, God, I messed up. God, I come to you saying that, God, I've made my choices. It may not be a direct uh, effect because of my doings, but because I will allow this to define me and my future. I need you, Jesus. I need your presence. Is there anybody here? Come on, let's reach out to the Lord right now. Let's reach out to the Lord right now. Those who are able to pray for these young people. I need a mother to another young lady. A father to a young man. Saints of God, let's pray for this generation. God will yet use them for the glory of God to be manifested. Is there anybody here that needs to touch from the Lord? Who needs to give their life and who wants to be saved in baptism in the name of Jesus? Who have not repented of their sins? Is there anyone here? Is there anyone here that feels as if I was there, but now I'm coming out of my place of barrenness, and I'm willing to say, God, I'm in your hands. Pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Your brokenness is God's answer. God hears the cry of your brokenness. He sees the cry of your heart being contrite. Yes. Come on. Open yourself. Open. Be honest with God. Be honest with God right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm not identified. I'm not identified by my mistake. I'm not identified by someone dropping me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
1: I can be whole, so I to tell
3: Amen. Hallelujah. Oh my God. What a powerful, powerful word. We can give a hand clap to Minister Bradley. Oh, thank you. We thank you, Minister Bradley, for allowing the Lord to use you. Amen. Well, Tell your neighbor, it's over, but there is food. All righty. In the fellowship hall to your right, we do have some Chick-fil-A. This is the best deal you're going to get. For $10, bucks, you will get you a sandwich, some chips, and a juice that is bigger than what Chick-fil-A gives you. right? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for the man of God. I thank you, Lord God, for the people of God. I thank you, Lord, for calling us for such a time as this, Lord Jesus. God, I ask, Lord God, that this word, Lord Jesus, melt and marinate, Lord, on someone's heart, Lord. Someone in here tonight needed this word, Lord. Someone in here tonight, Lord, knew within their heart they were struggling in their face, Lord. Someone in here, oh God, had anger and bitterness and regret towards you, Lord. And this word, lift them up, Lord Jesus. God, I ask you, touch each and every individual in here, Lord Jesus. Protect them in their travels, Lord Jesus. Send your angels ahead of them, Lord God, as they reach the highways and the byways, Lord Jesus. Bless the food, Lord, that it be nourishing to their bodies.
6: In your name we
3: pray. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you, everyone, for coming out. Please, please do get yourself some Chick-fil-A over here to the right. Find somebody you don't know. Exchange numbers and names. God bless you.